To get that starter idea, let's walk through the sweet spot real fast because this will help anyone come up with an idea if you're not really sure what you want to do. The sweet spot is a formula that I create for my students that has four quadrants and I'll go through them quickly. I go through them in detail in the book. But the first one is, what are you good at? Where have you gotten results with your customers, your clients and your job you have now, or maybe in your personal life, maybe you've helped a friend do something that everyone else is like, how did you do that? Teach me. So what are you good at? Where have you gotten results? What do people ask you about? That's where we're going to start. And you only need a 10% edge. You don't need to be light years ahead of those that you plan to serve. You don't need to get more certifications. A lot of women I talk to, I say, you do not need more time. You do not need more education. You already have it in you. You just need to be 10% ahead of those you serve so you can show them the way. Well, I'm excited to welcome into the show, Amy Porterfield. How are we doing? Good. How are you, Matthew? Oh, I'm phenomenal. We were just reminiscing on uh, some good old California times. I know you moved out to Tennessee and uh, have continued to kind of scale your life and your business out there, which I know is one of the beauties of being an online entrepreneur and mogul, right? And I know we're going to be digging into that um, today. I know you share a lot of that on the online Marketing Made Easy podcast. You've got a new book coming out that literally teaches people how to do this, which I know we're going to dive in today. But for those that maybe don't know who you are and you know what you've been up to over the last you know couple decades of your career, tell us who is Amy Porterfield. Well, I always say I'm an ex-corporate girl turned accidental entrepreneur because I never really thought about building my own business or thinking I'd be an entrepreneur. In fact, that word entrepreneur felt very, very fancy to me 14 years ago, so I didn't even use it. But here's what happened. I had been in corporate for all my life since college, and my last corporate job was with peak performance coach Tony Robbins. So as the director of content development, I got to travel the world, work on the content that he does on stage, like unleash the power within, date with destiny. It was an amazing job, but I started to desire freedom and I really wanted to find my own way. And so after about six and a half years, I went out on my own. It's been about 14 years now. And I've built a business where I've helped over 50,000 students start their online businesses. I've generated over $85 million in revenue. And my mission is to help more people realize that this business of building a business online is incredible. Like it's a whole new world that some people don't even know exist. And when I got introduced to it, it blew my mind. And so now I'm on a mission to welcome more people into our world. I love it. Well, and I know your book specifically focuses on that, right? Kind of encouraging, giving people the roadmap, you know, two weeks notice, find the courage to quit your job, make more money, work where you want and change the world. I know for most people that you know, listen to the Millionaire Mindcast, right? Freedom and wealth is, you know, a core topic of conversation for us. And obviously, we always talk about, you know, wealth comes in so many different definitions, so many different forms, right? And you have really niched down into this online space. And this seems to be something that is not going away, I'm thinking. And more and more people, oftentimes when I hear them have interest in the space, it's always followed up with a, but I think I'm too late or, but it's too saturated. What do you say to those people that are really interested in building this type of business in an online capacity that are maybe a little bit discouraged or might have some limiting beliefs around it? 
There's a lot of limiting beliefs when you think about going out on your own and starting in your own business. First of all, it's scary. So fear is going to pop up for sure. And you hit it on the head. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too late. I don't know enough. Um, I really at the deep root of that is I'm not worthy or I don't believe that I'm capable. Right. And it comes up a lot. But here's what I'll say. Number one, there are over 7 billion people in this world. There's absolutely space for you on the internet. I have no doubt in my mind. And what often comes up is you look around and like you said, it's too saturated or somebody is doing what I already want to be doing. And I always tell my students, that's the ultimate first validator. If someone else is making money the way you want to make money, great. They've already proven that there's money to be made. Now go get yours. Do it your way. It's cliche, but we hear it all the time. No one's going to do it the way you do it. No one has the life experiences. No one teaches the way you do it. No one breaks it down the way you do. So you just need a tiny sliver of the internet to pay attention in order to make a really good living. Like think of it this way. One of my courses that I sell, I sell about 3,500 of these courses. They're $2,000 pretty much every year. Now that's a big number, but when you think about how many people are out there, how many people could buy my course and the fact that just around 3,000 each year do, but I am a multimillionaire in my business, that should put a perspective on this. We don't need hundreds of thousands of customers to make great money. So I want to take some of that pressure off because it's not as daunting as you might think. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60 day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Yeah, I think a lot of people right? We, we get in our own head. We build barriers that maybe aren't even actual barriers physically in terms of getting the ball rolling in that direction. So for those outside of the people that, you know, want to buy your book, get involved in what you're doing, which we're going to share all the links and resources in the show notes at uh, Amy's episode at millionairemindcast.com. Maybe we could, you know, give them a little bit of a roadmap in terms of a high level overview of how this could actually be you know, a, a potential path for somebody that really is thinking, hey, I've got this idea, I've got this area of expertise or these particular life experiences, and I want to find a way to monetize this and leverage this vehicle of online business to really, you know, pursue my dreams of financial freedom. 
Yes. Okay. So when you want to talk about a runway, there's two ways to look at it. A runway to first leave that nine to five job, what to do to actually get out of it. And then a runway to get started with your online business. Where do you want me to go? Let's start with the person that let's assume they're, they're going to make the decision and they're going to rock and roll with it. Where do they start in terms of the business side of things? Okay, cool. So you've decided, let's say you need to leave your job. You decided to do that. You're going to start moving toward that. And now you've got to leave, you've got to start that business. One of the easiest ways to get started is with the side hustle. Now you can skip the side hustle and go full on with your online business. But for those of you who are like, Amy, I like baby steps. I want to keep my nine to five job and start that side hustle, which will become my full-time business. Here's what you want to think about. What is your starter idea? And a starter idea is something that doesn't have, you don't have to put a lot of pressure on yourself. We're just getting into action. Action creates clarity. But you can have a starter idea for your full-time business and leave your job and start with a starter idea as well. Mine was that I did social media for small businesses. Was it my end-all be-all? Hell no. Is it something I wanted to do forever? No way. And what I realized when I went out on my own with this starter idea, I started to do social media for small businesses and realized pretty soon that I don't like working one-on-one with people and it's not necessarily where I want to go full-time. But action creates clarity. I didn't know my next best move until I got into action. So to get that starter idea, let's walk through the sweet spot real fast because this will help anyone come up with an idea if you're not really sure what you want to do. The sweet spot is a formula that I create for my students that has four quadrants and I'll go through them quickly. I go through them in detail in the book, but the first one is what are you good at? Where have you gotten results with your customers, your clients, and your, your, your job you have now, or maybe in your personal life, maybe you've helped a friend do something that everyone else is like, how did you do that? Teach me. So what are you good at? Where have you gotten results? What do people ask you about? That's where we're going to start. And you only need a 10% edge. You don't need to be light years ahead of those that you plan to serve. You don't need to get more certifications. A lot of women I talk to, I say, you do not need more time. You do not need more education. You already have it in you. You just need to be 10% ahead of those you serve so you can show them the way. Mm, the I love that. One, yeah, that's a good one. You got to remember that. The second quadrant is who do you want to help? Who do you want to serve? Because when you know who it is, then you can start to think about what are their challenges and how can I offer solutions? So when you think about who you want to serve, one of the easiest ways to look at it is maybe it's you, but like five or 10 years ago. So again, you can show people the way, but think about who might you want to serve, meaning who do you want to sell to? The third quadrant is an important one. Where are people spending money? So if in that first quadrant, you thought, you know what? I'm really good at meditation. I want to build a whole business out teaching beginners how to meditate and then taking it to the next level. So then I ask you, do people pay for meditation teachings? Are there podcasts, books, programs, coaching around that? Absolutely. So that's a good thing. Are other people doing it, making money? If the answer is yes, great validator. And then the fourth quadrant is what lights you up? It doesn't need to be your end all be all passion, but you do need to enjoy talking about it, teaching, doing it because you're going to eat, sleep, breathe it in the beginning. If you want to be a millionaire, you got to go for total immersion. And so what lights you up? So when you think about all of those, that's where your starter idea is going to come from. And then you got to get to work. And so when you talk about a runway, one of the first things I want you to do is start creating content. Now, what that means is on social media, I want you to choose at least one social media platform. And I want you to show up every single day, sharing your ideas, your stories, your insights. We've got to start building up a social platform, but also What most people won't do, and if you want the competitive edge, what you've got to do 
is create original content every week. And that means you're either going to start a podcast, you're going to start a blog or a video show, or you're going to do like a Q&A every week on Instagram. So you have something every week that's yours because it starts to build an audience. The only way to build an audience is to start putting out original content. So getting that idea and starting to create content are two of the most important things you can do. So those are some of the, which is great, you know, kind of starting line input, right? Of where people can kind of begin and start to think and plan for. I know one of the hurdles for a lot of people is this idea around creating content, right? Yeah. Talk a little bit about your mindset for the person who's like, oh, oh, I don't like the way I sound. I don't like the way I look. I don't have the time to create this amount of content. Maybe what are some of your objection handlers for those type of limiting beliefs and maybe some of your best content creating hacks that people can, you know, uh, eliminate some of that overwhelm and, and simplify things a little bit. Yeah. So for for the people who don't like to show up on video, don't want to put themselves out there, don't like their voice or how they look, you're looking at a girl right now that struggled with this. So when I was first starting out, because I left Tony Robbins, I was so behind the scenes and now I'm forced out to put my stuff out there. And I made all these videos for YouTube, but never posted them. So one day my husband's like, why are you spending all these time on these videos? You never post them anywhere. And I said to him, I'm so afraid what my old coworkers are going to think or what Tony Robbins is going to think when he sees these videos. Like, who is she to be doing this? Like imposter syndrome was rearing its ugly head. <laughs> and he, my husband was so sweet. He's like, babe, I love you, but I got to tell you, Tony Robbins is not watching your videos. He doesn't care. He's building an empire. And your old coworkers, why do you care what their opinions are? They're not paying the bills. They're not out here doing the thing. You've got to let go of what other people are thinking or stop being so scared that if it doesn't work, what will they say about you? It doesn't matter. You're going after your dreams. You're going big. Let's do this. So I kind of needed that pep talk. I worried so much what other people would think. And I still do sometimes today, but I remember they're not paying the bills. They don't get an opinion. And so that's one thing that's helped me. Also, I was very self-conscious how I look. As a woman, I really, really struggled with my weight. My weight's been up, been down all over the place. And it's just something I've dealt with all my life. So I was so afraid that if I showed up on video and I looked overweight, people wouldn't trust me. They wouldn't buy from me, which is so sad that I thought that. But I thought if I didn't look a certain way, I wouldn't be successful online. And this was 14 years ago. Today, we're dealing with TikTok influencers that literally look like Barbies. Like you can't (laughs) even compete. So it's even harder in your mind to look around and think, I don't look like those people. So maybe this will never work. One day though, many years ago, someone said to me, your audience needs to see you show up just as you are. If you think you're overweight or not, if you think you look the part or not, they need to see you showing up so they can see themselves in you. They have the same insecurities you have. Give them permission to show up by you showing up. And I realized, whoa, if I don't make this about me, well, me not showing up on video is about my insecurities. But if I make this about the people I serve, I'm showing up on video for them. I'm going to be present. So I had to change kind of my mindset about why I was doing what I was doing. But those were some of the big reasons why I didn't want to show up. But you brought up, uh, oh, content creation. So so that's the getting the content out there. We've got to get your head on straight about why you're doing it. But let's talk about some content hacks because some people will come to me and say, Amy, I have nothing to post. Like, I don't know. I can't post every day on social media. And one of the things that we've done in my company is we've built pillars pillars in the company. So what that means is like 
freedom. I talk a lot about creating freedom, lifestyle freedom, business freedom. That's a pillar in my business. Another pillar is my family life. I'm a stepmom. I have a husband who I was introduced to my husband from his ex-wife. I used to be really good friends with her. She's like, you got to meet my ex-husband. You would love him. And I married him. So <laughs> That's I've got awesome. a, yeah, right. So I've got an unusual story. Hobie is my husband. He's a big part of my stories. Cade, my son, my dog scout. That's a pillar. People love when I talk about this. Yes. Another pillar is systems, processes. I'm a system girl. I'm a step-by-step. I wrote my book step-by-step to teach people how to build businesses. So these are some of my pillars. So when I identify my pillars, everyone could do it. You could do it in the next 24 hours. Choose your, whoever's listening, choose your pillars. And then now every time you want to create content, pull from that pillar. Oh, today I'm going to tell a story of how Hobie and I met. Or tomorrow I'm going to share, share one system that I have got locked down that I could teach people. The pillars will give you ideas for content. You got to start with those so you can start generating those ideas. I love that. I think that is a great start with your buckets, right? And I, you know, backing up to the mindset around it. One of my early speaking coaches taught me of, um, cause right, we all have those insecurities. I think every single person does imposter syndrome, which I think, you know, most driven people feel the imposter syndrome because they're constantly looking at who's ahead of them and where they're trying to get to, um, which is also, I think, a form of intrinsic motivation for, you know, hard chargers, right? Is that inadequacy, that feeling of, you know, maybe not being where you want to be is what also drives and inspires us uh, to challenge ourselves to innovate and elevate. Um, but one of my early speaking coaches told me is to uh, get out of your head and get into your heart, right? And you wow. talked about kind of the ser- service piece of that, of really going from a place of service, serving with your whole heart. And obviously why people are getting into this business or area of you know expertise in the first place is because they're passionate about what it does, who it's going to impact. So I love that you brought that up. I'm curious on your thoughts around the craze of AI and chat GPT and how that can kind of get leveraged into content hacks and maybe how you're using that in your business or how you've seen some amazing content creators leverage some of these tools, you know, for creating more productivity, efficiency, and, you know, ultimately scaling content. I love them. I think they're a great way. Amazing, right? Yes. And the reason I love them is because so many people have writer's block or just like that question you asked, like, what if they can't come up with content and they don't know what to do? So we've we've played around with it for blog posts, for podcast outlines. And sure, it's not exactly what I want it to be, but right. I love when I don't have to start with a blank Google Doc. Like that <laughs> is daunting. And I have two podcast episodes a week. So that's churning out a lot of content. And also I have a small business. I have a team. There's about 20 full-time employees but we do lots of different projects. So there's only so much they can take on. So using something like AI in order to get those ideas churning and get our content out faster, I wish that it had been around 10 years ago. Right. So I'm like telling my students to embrace it, use it. Of course, tweak it the way you need to. Don't 100% rely on it, but starter ideas, absolutely. Yes. So you've worked with, coached, had proximity to massive businesses, to small and medium-sized businesses, to the startup businesses. I know you've had your own experience, obviously creating many successful businesses as well. What are some of the you know biggest mistakes that new business owners or existing entrepreneurs might be able to learn from the experience and proximity you've had from your own experience? Um, and I know you talk a lot about 
prioritizing certain aspects of your business. Can you share a little bit more on that? Yeah. So one of my secrets to success that I learned early on is to find something in your business that you do well, and I'll give you some examples, and then double down. So I have a motto, do less to make more. And I've done this really since pretty early on. And I think that's why I've been able to get to a multi-million dollar spot in my business because of it. And here's what I mean. So I have two digital courses that I actively promote every year and a membership. Right now, as of today, that's all I offer. To have a multi-million dollar business with essentially three products and one of the products, the membership, you can only get in if you buy my program about creating digital courses. You don't even get an invite into that membership. So I have very few things I offer, but I do them very well. And I know exactly who they're for. So I can speak to that ideal customer avatar. What I've seen, the mistakes I've seen with so many of my students is they have their hands in like 10 different things and they wear that proudly. They're multi-passionate. So they've got courses on this and that, and then this other topic that's totally unrelated. They've got programs there and then they're doing coaching and they'll get on stage to speak and they'll sell this. And and it's so confusing and no one knows what they're about. I want my students to be put on the map. So when someone talks about their area of expertise, their name comes up. If you say, do you know someone that can teach me how to create a digital course? I can guarantee nine times out of 10, my name's going to be in that list. Or how do you start an email list? Do you know anyone who could teach me? My name's going to be on that list. But if someone said, how do you start a mastermind? My name will be nowhere near that. How do you start a membership? Not me. So I want to be known for something so that people know how to spend money with me and how I can impact their lives. So do less to make more. So a lot of people listening right now, if you already have a business, look at your product line, look at what you offer, look at what you talk about. Can we pare that down and you get really good at offering just a few things a few times a year? I promise you could change your business. So that's one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen make. But you asked another question. Oh, prioritizing. That's another thing. In your business, you do have to prioritize what's going to be the most important. And to me, I think everyone should prioritize list building. List building is should be at the very top of your list. If you do not have an email list, I can promise you that you're probably leaving a lot of money on the table or you're likely struggling to make money. Social media is so awesome and is so important to your business. But if you only use social media, you're building your business on rented land, mm. meaning at any time, Mark Zuckerberg or now Elon Musk can change that algorithm and boom, the way you do did business dramatically changes. Yep. But if you use social media to move people onto your email list, you own that email list. You can literally send an email today and make money by tonight, every single day. Like that's how powerful it is. And an email list converts four times higher than any social media. So it's so important that you use both. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part 
of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. So I want to get a little more granular on the email list because I think this is something that's so powerful. We got the expert here on the show right now, so we might as well take advantage of it. Talk about some of the growth hacks for growing your email list. And maybe um, you can talk about some of the key metrics or KPIs that you're tracking or people should be tracking in their email list to know whether they're winning, whether they're losing, whether they need to make some tweaks or optimizations. What are some of the things that are really, really important for you in terms of growth and for tracking in terms of success and or changes that may be needed? Yeah. So if anyone's listening right now that they don't have an email list, they have a small email list and they really want to get it going. There's a few things we need to remember. Number one, I mentioned it earlier, but that weekly original content podcast, uh, blog, video show, weekly IG lives or whatever it might be, that is crucial to your list growth success because you need to put out original content. And then when they're taking it in, what you say is, hey, by the way, did you sign up for my cheat sheet, my checklist, my 10 minute free video, whatever it might be. You have to have some kind of lead magnet. You don't need tons of them. Let's just start with one, but you have to mention it everywhere. And so if you have that weekly original content that's attracting people, you're going to embed it in all of that every single week. It's not build a lead magnet and they will come. It's build a lead magnet and then you talk about it every single week, any opportunity you get. So we first have to start with a really good lead magnet. And it's not a 50-page ebook. It's not a two-week course that's for free. Once they go down that rabbit hole, they're never coming back up. It's easy to digest. Something okay. quick and easy that they think, if this is free, I wonder what his paid stuff looks like. Like, I want more of that. So we got to get a good irresistible lead magnet. And from there, we got to talk about it regularly on our original content. But one thing that I think is important is once you have an email list, what are you emailing them? Like, this is the number one question I get. And so because you have, let's say, a weekly podcast, every single week, rain or shine, same time, same day, you are sending out an email saying, I've got a brand new podcast for you. And here's what it's about. So I have a podcast that gets about over a million downloads a month. That the only reason that happens is one, I've been at it for a very long time, but two, I email my list every Thursday morning, reminding them I have a new podcast episode. If I skip that email, my downloads go down. Mm. So email is so important to get people to engage in your content and to really build that relationship with them. So every week you're sending an email and letting them know, Hey, I've got something new. That way you're nurturing the list you already have, but that podcast that's also bringing in new people. So weekly original content brings in new people, nurtures the audience you already have. I love it. Now, in terms of when you're reviewing with your team on metrics and kind of looking at a dashboard, yes. 
how do you know the, how do you track the health of your email yeah. list and, and, you know, when it's going good and maybe when there's some adjustments that might need to be made? Yeah. So we have a simple Google doc in our business where every single time we send an email, we put the uh, subject line in how many people that was emailed to. Maybe it's full list segment and what the open rate is and what the click through rate is. So an average good uh, open rate is about 20%. I want you to shoot for higher for sure, but that's usually where it lands. And then this is the daunting part that I tell my students. I know it's hard to hear, but about a 2% click rate, click through rate is, is average. I want you to go higher, but for my newbie students, that's where I start them at. And you might be thinking, Amy, I'm going to email, let's say 2000 people and only 2% are going to click. Well, there's things you can do to get that up. You're going to try with length. You're going to put some images in. You're going to put that link a few times in the email. You can play with it, but you've got to get your benchmark. But even if they're not clicking, you're still staying top of mind. Like when I send that podcast email out, not everyone's going to click to go listen. They don't want to listen right now, but now they remember, oh, Amy said she has a new podcast. So it's still important you get that email out. But those are the two metrics that I track and I use myself as my own benchmark, meaning I don't care what anyone else is doing. Can I get it from 20 to 21%? Can I then get it to 22%? And what we're looking for is like, what was the subject line? If that did really well, what was it about that subject line? If it did really bad, what was it about that subject line? So in the beginning, that's all I can track because if they haven't opened the email, they're only seeing the subject line. So it's little things like that that I look at. So I want to get your thoughts on the current and the future of marketing, right? You're constantly creating you know, content and providing tools and resources and coaching to empower people to go out and succeed. And you've obviously done that amazingly well. What are you seeing coming down the pipeline that has you interested or concerned or what you're just paying attention to in the marketing world right now? Well, AI is definitely one that I'm very just watching closely. And I see the pros and cons for sure. I think Elon Musk recently said, that is one of the most dangerous things that's ever been created. Yeah. Whoa. Like, I think it could be for sure, but I'm, I'm looking at the benefits of it right now and just watching how my industry is using it. That's one for sure. And then, you know, this is kind of a little bit more, a little bit more touchy feely, but what I'm seeing, because I've been around for so long, this goes in ebbs and flows. I'm seeing a desire for people to work more one-on-one or mm. in more close proximity. So, so for so many years, you know, selling digital courses, not really kind of being in there with them worked really well. But now what I'm seeing, maybe it's because of COVID and people wanting to connect. They're looking for that interaction. There's ways to build a digital course, but still make it feel as though I'm in there with you. I'm holding your hand through this. I'm, I'm on the journey with you. We recently started a one-on-one coaching program to help people create their digital courses. I never in a million years thought I would do one-on-one coaching. Now, for the record, I don't do it. I trained my coaches to do it, but I never thought I would have a coaching business, but we're seeing a great desire for it. People paying premium to get that one-on-one. They want it fast. They want it now. And they want that attention. Mm-hmm. So I see this um, years ago, I would not have said this. So things just change and you got to pay attention, but more one-on-one. And then of course, AI is a big one. So I want to wrap up by giving people a little bit more insight into your mindset around building wealth, unlocking more freedom. You've obviously generated and created a lot of wealth for yourself and for other business owners. You've unlocked a lot of freedom for yourself and for other business owners. So what is the evolution of, you know, wealth building of freedom, you know, look like for Amy? For me, it was, 
uh, believing that I deserved it. So on my very first successful launch, I made $30,000, which I felt like I had so much money. I wanted to like roll around naked in it. Like I couldn't (laughs) believe like $30,000 in a week's time. It was incredible. And right when I made it, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting in my tiny little condo in Carlsbad, California, outside of San Diego. And I was sitting on this big old beat up leather couch. And I looked up at my husband and I said, I just made $30,000. And he looked at me like I had two heads. He's like, what? That was like half of his firefighter salary at the time. So it was bizarre. And then the next thought, I was so excited and proud. And the next thought was something bad's going to happen. Like the other shoe's going to drop. If something good happens, something bad's going to happen. I just did not believe I deserve that kind of wealth. And this went on for years. And I think I self-sabotaged. I looked for the next shoe to drop. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, that didn't work out for me. I, I told you. And that does not create freedom or wealth in its, uh, at all. And so I've had to go on a journey to believe in myself, to believe that I am worthy of this, not just because I work hard, but because I exist. I deserve greatness because I exist. That has been a journey. Loving myself has brought in more wealth in my business. Absolutely. That's great. And in terms of, you know, this evolution of financial freedom and wealth, is there a certain number for you that you're striving for? Is it serving a certain amount of clients? Like what does what kind of the financial focus look like for you as you continue to build your business? So I want a $20 million business. And some people say, why? Because I just want to prove to myself that I can. And the more money I make, the more lives I touch. Like to yeah. me, those two go hand in hand. I can't right. say make money without saying make impact. I, my program does impact. So it just goes hand in hand. But I've always just wanted a $20 million business with a 40% uh, margin. So I, love it. I, I got it. I know in your numbers. I, I do know my numbers and we're, we're on a mission. But here's what's fun about this. I have a good friend. Uh, her name is Brooke Castillo. And I got to tell you a quick story. So do we have time? Oh, we got time. Okay. So Brooke Castillo, she tells this story publicly. So I'll tell you. She was making $300,000 in her coaching business many, many years ago. And we were not friends at the time, but she said, I heard a podcast of yours, Amy, where at the time you were talking about you had made your first million. So it must've been like three or four years into my business. And I was talking about making my first million. And in her head, she thought, wait a second, I can make a million dollars in this business. Like this girl's saying she did it. Maybe I could do it. So she set out to make a million dollars. And so shortly after she did, But years, years later, now we're very good friends. She just made $50 million in her business with a very healthy profit margin just last year. She smoked me, $50 million. But it started with her seeing other people do it and realizing, wait a second, I could do that. And then she was off. Now, she wants to make $100 million in her business. But the year before, she was at 40. So she's like, okay, I'm 40 now. I want to get to 50 million. And she realized I'm playing too small. If I just try to make 10 more million, I'm doing little tweaks, but I have to remember my bigger vision to make a hundred million. So I'll do things that are unreasonable. I'll get out of my comfort zone. So because I want to make 20 million and last year we made 15, I have told my team, we're going for 50. We're going for 50 to see if we can maybe hit that 20 faster. So it's just the way you think and the way you go for things. I love to play mind hacks like that, like healthy mind hacks yeah. that could really get us to where we're going. I love that. And is it a build to sell once you get to 50 or is it a lifestyle legacy? Let's build in more leverage and continue the train. I don't 
know yet. I've never really thought about build to sell, but it sounds very attractive and sexy. And so we'll see. I mean, I'd have a lot of work to do because I'm a personal brand. So right now I think it's lifestyle legacy, but you never know. I'll never say never. So I want to wrap up with this question because obviously we focus on how do you make money? What are the tactics? How do you build more freedom? But, um, you know, we also talk a lot about how, you know, freedom and wealth goes far beyond what dollars can buy you and how many commas and zeros you have in your bank account and relationships, family, you know, contribution, health, so many other buckets and pillars of life that lead to a very well-rounded, in my opinion, rich and, and wealthy life. I'm curious, how do you find time for the people that are going, I don't know how she has time, or I'm not going to have time. If I want to build a multi-million dollar business, I'm going to have to give up spending time with my kids and my friends and traveling and, you know, the time that I commit to charities or whatever it may be. What, what is your, what is your, um, your thoughts around that and your mindset around how you obviously lead a, a balanced and a healthy lifestyle? You know, in the beginning, I do think that you have to sacrifice. I wish For I could sure. this a little bit and be like, you don't have to, you know, take time away from all those things. And in the beginning, I did. I remember I missed some baseball games with my son. I wasn't always at dinner. And, and I hate that, but it was for a season to get me past the initial hump of being an entrepreneur. And so I do think you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit in the beginning, but for a bigger reward. Today, I spend my time exactly how I want to spend it. And I love that. And I have really beautiful relationships because that's a priority. But in the beginning, you have to ask yourself, what do you want and how bad do you want it? And you will make time for things that are a priority for you. Absolutely. And so you can't forget, you got to get clear. What do you want and how bad do you want it? And are you willing to sacrifice in the beginning to get the big rewards that will come with it? So Amy, as we wrap up, first, I want to say thank you for coming on and just dropping and sharing some amazing wisdom, your energy, what you've been doing for the amount of time that you've been doing it is not only impressive, but um, it has really, I think, transformed the industry in a very big way. I remember I saw you at social uh, media marketing um, in San Diego. Uh, gosh, it was maybe six years ago, yeah, something like that. So. Um, and so to just see you, one amazing content that was shared then and and how it's continued to evolve um, directly an impact on me and my business. And, and I know so many other people. And for those that are just finding you, you know, for the first time on this podcast, obviously, you've got online marketing made easy, your podcast, you got the new book coming out, uh, which will link up all the resources uh, and links in the show notes at millionermindcast.com on Amy's episode. But for those that just want to follow you, you know, get a little bit more of a window into your world in more proximity to you, where's the best place for them to do that? Well, thanks so much for asking. So if you grab my book, Two Weeks Notice, go to twoweeksnoticebook.com. I've got bonuses and fun things to add to the mix. So twoweeksnoticebook.com. And then, like you said, I have a podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, where I get into list building and course creation and funnels and everything in between. So come join me over there. If you love podcasts, I think you'll love this one. Amy, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, my friend. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you share it with somebody else who maybe needs to hear this today or that could gain some value from something that was talked about or discussed in today's interview. You just never know one piece of information, a conversation, a tool, a resource can completely transform and change the trajectory of someone's life or their business. So if you get any kind of value or you want to support the show, all we ask is that you help us organically get this in front of more people. Also, for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey, 
and unlock more financial freedom, get more time back, and just level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to therichlifeacademy.com to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, courses from our guests, all kinds of free content, downloads, checklists, upcoming event info on how you can connect with us live, in person, all kinds of great valuable tools. You can get that over at therichlifeacademy.com. Last but not least, I always wanna know, who do you guys wanna hear me interview next? Let me know, shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. With that being said, until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friend.